If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want to welcome you all to another episode of the Live Better the Jason Beck Show. I'm your host, Jason Beck. And on t- today's show, we're going to talk about an article that um, New York Times put out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a bit to you on what it says, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on it, and I hope to to hear your thoughts on it. Um, if you're on the Anchor app, you can message me directly, or you can send all of your comments to the Jason Beck Show at Outlook.com, and I'll ask that you keep all comments uh, respectful and polite. Thank you. And up next, the article, the New York Times states, New York Times reports a task force for coronavirus, or CV-19, to wind down by the end of May. They want to shift over to restarting the economy. That means public health would go back to the federal agencies. Also, the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is going to oversee a group pushing towards progress in developing a vaccine, plus treatments for the virus. A estimate of deaths could double by early August. Infections may continue to rise as businesses reopen uh, for, for business. Cases in NYC have declined, but new cases have grown across the rest of the United States. Now, President Trump faces a tough re-election, while the White House appears intent on putting the death toll towards the background so they can focus efforts on economic and job growth. As the president's advisors put the responsibility of testing and decisions about reopening on individual states. So, that's a lot to digest, but let's go ahead and break it down. And before I break it down uh, for you, um, the death toll currently, that's not including, I don't have the numbers for, you know, those that have recovered, but it is a large amount that have recovered um, currently. But over 70,000 lives have been lost to COVID-19. Now, the New York Times, when it was stated, we talk about the White House about shifting over to restarting the economy. 
I mean, you can only stay locked down for so long. Before either way, if you if you stay locked down for too long, then people don't have any money. If the government's not giving us money, federal government, then you're going to have people that that starve, of, and end up dying of starvation. So you have to restart the economy, but you're going to have to use social distancing. That's just the new norm that we're in right now. Until we get a vaccine for the virus, we're, that's going to be the way it is. As long as it's with us, we're going to have to social distance. That means you're going to have to limit limit your, your visits to your parents or grandparents. And you may have to, you know, um, go to more virtual visits. You know, and... About the death toll, the estimate, and then that may be the case. We may see that estimate of that double of that could double by early August. And I also believe that we could see. I do agree with the New York Times stated that um, we may see infections rising as businesses reopen. And it does make sense about New York City and, you know, the decline. They have such a large population that are just, they're all next to each other. They're all just stacked on top of each other, breathing on each other. So you're going to have what's called herd immunity. That's going to rip through uh, New York City a lot faster. In fact, they are the ep- they've been the epicenter of COVID-19 in America. And for the cities and counties that are more spread out, it takes a little bit of time. But eventually, as businesses reopen in different state from state to state, even with social distancing, you're still going to have the spread of the virus. Because masks, they're not foolproof. Do they help? Yes, they do. You could argue the case that Well, you need a special type of mask like respirator and stuff, you know. But there are ways, even at home, you can make a respirator mask, you know, and use certain type of filters and cloth and material and stuff. But some protection is better than none. If you can at least have a face cloth or a mask on to reduce the amount of the viral load that's coming out of you, If you do have the virus and don't realize it, if you're asymptomatic or let's say you're just a carrier with no symptoms but can still spread the virus from breathing, talking, coughing, or sneezing, at least by having a mask on or face covering, you're able to reduce at least some of that. Yes, scientists have reported, and I've had people coming to me and you know, when I've responded to social media posts coming to me and saying, well, science says that, you know, that the, the virus is so tiny, you can still go through through masks and stuff, you know. Um, but I would, I would say to them, where's your proof? I would say, are you a scientist? And I would also say that 
Something is better than nothing. We've got to try something instead of trying nothing. So until everybody is on the same boat, we're all wearing masks like they do in Asia, then this virus is going to spread more easily. But it's not just human-to-human transmission now. Dogs can get it also weekly. Cats can get it, and so can ferrets. So it's no longer just a human virus. It's now a human and animal virus. So it's not only that we just got to keep ourselves safe. We have to keep our, our pets safe as well, too, and social distance also with them as well. I'm not saying run and get masks for your, your pets, but if you feel that's necessary, absolutely, more for it. But I think limiting exposure to dog parks where other dogs congregate, where other animals congregate, that might be a good thing for right now. In limiting your exposure in public places. Maybe go more to, to grocery delivery to prevent you from having to go into the grocery stores where you have a higher chance of catching the virus. And with third-party delivery services partnering with grocery stores, or you can go curbside pickup where you don't actually go in the store, they bring your order right to you, pop the back of your trunk, they put it in, limit the, the amount of exposure that you you get to large, large groups uh, of people. So there's lots of ways that you can still social distance, you can still get your groceries, you can still get everything that you, that you need, and even, even toilet paper. Well, now, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really a laughing matter back when the you know, the, the lockdown started happening with toilet paper flying off the shelves and people couldn't couldn't find them. Now you, you can, and that's thankfully because of other manufacturers stepping up and helping to manufacture masks, toilet paper, all the stuff that we need, and ramping up production as well, too. So my hat's off for all the essential workers that have been out there Busting their butts, sweating away, working long hours, double shifts to make sure that you are getting what you need. And my hats off also go to independent delivery drivers as well, too, from DoorDash to Grubhub to Favor to Postmates and to other delivery drivers that work for restaurants. My hats off to all of you. Because you're being exposed to the public every single day. I should know, being an independent de delivery driver, now has business kind of went down a little bit. Yeah, it has. And that's because a lot of people don't have money right now. But there's still grocery delivery out there with, with favor that I can still get. You know, so and people will still order from here and there, you know, that have the money to, to be able to order. So there's still going to be some money 
This is going to be much longer days having to be logged into the app and sitting around waiting for uh, deliveries. But I would encourage anyone that's in the independent delivery driver, if you're experiencing a loss, it's okay to go get another part-time job or file for unemployment, you know, with the pandemic assistance program that they, they also incorporate it for uh, financial assistance program for independent uh, contractors. So that being said, I want to talk about uh, getting to President Trump and his, re- his tough re-election that he's, he's facing. We've all seen it. We've seen the media try to tear him apart. We've seen the media trying to misconstrue things that he said. He didn't say. One of the most recent things they tried to misconstrue and blow out of proportion was when he asked a simple question of injecting like disinfectants or some type of UV light or something. Maybe he didn't know that. Maybe he was being sarcastic, like he said. Who knows? But it was a question. He wasn't, it wasn't a direct order, but the media blew it out of proportion, saying that he was telling people to go inject themselves with disinfectant. And that is not what he said. So the media is trying everything they can to put President Trump in a bad light, in a negative way. And I understand, you know, President Trump in the re-election having to deal with that and then somehow, unfortunately, I know he cares, but the White House, I understand, will have to pass the baton on to the states to pick up the slack in the effort in testing and in, you know, um, reopening and social distancing and all of that. You know, so the President Trump and his team and the White House can focus on bringing this economy back. We need to bring this economy back at the same time while we social distance. While we are smart about helping still reduce the spread of the virus to others. It's going to spread one way or another. And if, and if, if the models are correct and 70% of people end up getting it, that's going to be the mass majority that are going to end up getting it anyways. But if we can help protect the people that are less vulnerable, that are older, our senior citizens, anyone with immune system problems or, or underlying health issues, then we need to do our part, not just as a country, in the U.S., but across the world. We need to do our part in saving as many lives as possible. I see a lot of people joking around, not taking this serious, and there have been over 70,000 people That's just in the U.S. That's not worldwide. Much larger number worldwide. Just in the U.S. alone, 70,000 people. Lives lost. 
That's grandmothers, grandfathers, fathers, moms, kids, babies, sons, daughters, friends, cousins, family. You put a bit, it puts it in a different perspective when you think about that. Somewhere out there, someone lost someone they loved and somebody they cared about. So my challenge to all of my listeners, whoever you are, to do your part. To do your part in showing compassion, kindness, and most of all, to help reduce the spread of COVID-19. If that means sucking up your pride and wearing a mask, then that what it means. If it means not being able to see your your grandparents right now and keep to virtual video conversations or your parents, you do what you need to do to keep others safe. And most importantly, boost your immune system during this time as well, too. There's lots of great things, recommendations. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. You know, um, so anything I say is not intended to prevent or help cure any of your diseases. But I would recommend vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc as well too, and transfer factor. Because a messenger molecule that helps to educate your immune system in responding to threats and remembering threats. I've taken it for a whole year. Haven't come down with a cold like I normally do. Now, a few weeks ago, a month ago, I did get sick. I had a mild fever, mild sore throat, mild body aches. Was it COVID-19? Possible. But tests were not available for everyone back then. So it's hard to say of what I had. I'm going to go and end it here for this episode. But I hope that you will remember the message, the challenge that I've given to each and every one of you. Not just as Americans, but as people. Across the world, that we continue our efforts in slowing down the spread of the coronavirus and saving lives. That's it for this episode of the Live Better, the Jason Beck Show. I will catch you all on the next episode. Have a great, wonderful day, morning, night, whatever it is, wherever it is, wherever you are. Take care. Stay safe and stay healthy.